The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yeah, is this thing on? Are we good? We're good to go. We're good to go. Breeze Nation, what is good? It's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love to another episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. I mean, listen, a lot to get into on today's show. Ryan Poles talked at the podium today. Did he leave us with more questions than answers? We got to get into that. And then, I mean, as we go through it, right? A look around the NFL as well. I want to talk about this whole Jonathan Taylor situation. And is it time for the NFL to possibly step in? Tevin Jenkins heading to IR. What is this team going to do? And how are they going to move this offensive line around? All that more in today's episode of the Winnie City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Man, we got a lot to get into. We appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. Today's been a crazy day. Res been jammed packed, bro. When I say jammed packed. I mean jam-packed. Chicago Bears podcast. I got the host on ESPN Chicago today talking about the Bears, talking about Ryan Pohl's situation. Now I'm over here on the breeze, in the stew, doing what I do. Y'all already know how we get down, man. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Let's jump into this, and I really want to get in with you guys and, and talk with you guys in the chat as well. Get your thoughts on where this team is heading. But some of the things to start off here. Number one, um, the biggest question I had coming out of Ryan Pohl's press conference, and and I think here is probably the, the part that even when I talked about it over on ESPN was most concerning to me. <sighs> Nate Davis, when they asked about Nate Davis, Ryan Pohl's response, they asked about Nate Davis as far as an injury. Is he going to be ready? Is it a problem that he didn't practice? Blah, blah, blah. And Ryan Pohl's response was that Nate Davis's absence was a combination of injury and other things. And I said this all on the air, all over ESPN, right? What the heck are you talking about with other things? What else is going on? What else is happening? He's getting ready for a football season. We just paid this guy $30 million. And if we're being 100% honest, we got a ton of questions on what he's going to bring to this team because we haven't seen any of it. We've got questions. We, we, we haven't seen anything from Nate Davis to this point. I have sat here with confusion. I mean, even since I was on the show, right? I've sat here since then trying to literally figure out how what, what the heck could be leading to the absence of Nate Davis? And I just keep seeing, oh, he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. He'll be ready to go. He's going to be okay. It is what it is. We don't have to worry about that. What are we talking about? What are we talking about right now? Nate Davis literally hasn't practiced one time 
in or maybe once. I think he's got one full pads practice that he got in in Indy. Outside of that, he spent most of his time in shells. No time in the preseason whatsoever. Hasn't worked with this new rookie next to him. Hasn't worked with the guy that might be there in place of the rookie. Hasn't worked next to Lucas Patrick or Cody White here, right? Like, we just paid this guy $30 million. You better be able to crap all pro performances. That was the one thing that stood out to me. I mean, it's, I'm, it's so confusing to me how we're sitting here having a conversation on a guy not being a practice, but then it's just he's magically fine. He's going to be good to go. Don't worry about it, right? Like, if it was any other position outside of, of offensive linemen, must be having a conniption, even though offensive linemen is literally the most important position. Like, if it was Justin Fields, come on, dog. DJ Moore, losing your minds, right? And so for me, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. Injuries and other things. What, what, what do you have going on that month? The month. That was the number one thing that stood out to me out of, out of everything else. I mean, outside of that, right, bunch of cuts that we saw. Uh, and, and again, this is why I had the topic. Did Ryan Poles leave us with more questions and answers? When the cuts come in, Terrell Lewis ends up getting cut today. Travis Gibson gets cut yesterday, right? Bears pick up two guys off of waivers and Khalid Kareem and Quindell Johnson. I think both of those guys are solid pieces. That scheme fit guys, right? Like they're not, they're nothing that, Right, Terrell Lewis to me is better at getting to the quarterback, but the run the run blocking comes into an issue. Uh, Khalid can, at a minimum, he kind of does a little bit of both. Right, a little bit of ability to rush passer, a little bit of an ability to be a part of that run game as well. I think both of the components are important to have on both sides. So I wasn't surprised to see that Quindell Johnson to me is just I, I think he's a young guy they wanted to bring in, they wanted to take a flyer on. Right, he's a guy they wanted to bring in that they wanted to take a flyer on. They didn't get an opportunity to uh, re-sign him. Was a little bit shocked that Terrell Lewis ended up being the odd man out in that situation. But I'm not. I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. I think the big question mark is who are going to be the other two guys that end up going because you bring these guys in. But I mean, listen, he fits, and they, and that's one thing that we have to understand too when it comes to a lot of these players that are coming in here and that are going to be a part of this team at some point and that are going to be a part of this team moving forward. This is a regime that I think does things in a very Bill Belichick kind of way. Now, do I like it? I know because it leaves me with more confusion than anything, but I can't be upset by it because I've seen it work in a Bill Belichick way. What do I mean by that? Bill Belichick's the type of guy who I'll take your worst, see what he does best, bring him to my team, put him in that position, allow him to do that. I think that's what the Bears want to do because they're going out and getting guys that are scheme fit guys. Even last season, right, we ended up signing all these guys, signing all these players that ended up not panning out because the Bears basically were like, we're going to get rid of all the good ones. As a role player, they're fine, but now they got to be the best player on your team. But to me, I see this team as a you, – you saw, right, like, like a Dane Cruikshank who was supposed to be the tight end killer. Remember that last season? Uh, it made sense for what the Bears were running when they had Roquan Smith and different things on the team for Dane Cruikshank to be a part of the team. Once you end up removing all those people, then it makes no sense because you don't have the same talent level out there. But I see, right, Khalid and uh, and uh, Quindell as two guys that just kind of come in and they fit that role. They fit what this defense is looking for, right? 
uh, size-wise, length-wise, and you feel like, okay, yes, I had Travis Gibson here. I have Terrell Lewis here, but I can slide this guy in coming in a little bit younger, not crazy younger, right? But I can slide this guy in here, and then all of a sudden, I'll be able to get downhill. I'll be able to put him in a position where he's going to be able to make the most of his talent, his skill set, his size. We saw him also in that last preseason game. Khalid has been pretty good the entire preseason. He's racked up a sack just about every game of the preseason once against us as well. They saw him in the joint practice as well, so probably somebody they were keeping their eye on. Quindell Johnson, same kind of thing. Last game of the preseason really did a good job. Get, I mean, made a heck of a game for himself out there. But I mean, you know, like these are these are the the waiver wire claims. Like these aren't make or break pieces, which tells you that the Chicago Bears feel like the pieces that they have here now are their make or break pieces. The pieces that the Bears have on the defensive line are their make or break pieces, right? They're gonna they're gonna risk it all with Javon Dexter and Yannick Ngakwe and Dominique Robinson, Justin Jones, Andrew Billings. They feel good about the pieces that they have in the building right now. That's why they have no problems cutting guys like Terrell Lewis or Travis Gibson. Now, do I agree? I don't. I personally don't think Dominique Robinson has had a better game or a better preseason training camp than any of the guys that are on this list, let alone Travis Gibson or Terrell Lewis. But that, that's the politics of this, right? That's what it all comes down to. That's how that's how everything ends up, right? And it's it's stupid. I I don't I don't like it. I don't get it. It's it's one of those things for me that is always going to be dumb. But it's the politics because it just it it doesn't answer anything. Now, yes, Dominique Robinson hopefully turns into an absolute star, and we're talking about him going out there and and dominating, right? Like we're talking about him. But I haven't seen Dominique Robinson have a sack in over a year. Sack and a half, first week. Haven't seen a sack since then. That's a problem. That's an issue. That's a concern for me. Is all of a sudden he's going to wake up and just go out there and be like, oh, snap, I can get to the quarterback. Now, on the flip side, as far as training camp goes, I haven't seen Dominique Robinson standing next to Yannick Ngakwe and Demarcus Walker. I haven't seen how that works. Haven't seen how that lineup's going to work. Haven't seen kind of the motor that he's going to be able to go with those guys next to him. But what I have seen is Travis Gibson without those guys next to him and Terrell Lewis without those guys next to him make an impact. So it's kind of like it's weird. And I, I said this on ESPN today, right? Like it's weird to me that – with the quarterback position, we take this stance, but with the uh, 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 um, with every other position, right, we're taking this stance. So when P.J. Walker, right, looked awful and we had to eat $2 million, hey, we got to do it. Tyson Bajan, love it. Young man's coming up. Let's develop this guy. Let's go all in. Boom, we got it. When, when it's Valus or when it's Dom Rob or when, you know, whenever, whatever young guy that you want to bring in, then it's, ah, let's pump the brakes here. Let's let this guy develop. Let's see what ends up happening here, right? So, it's one of those situations where I think a lot of Bears fans are confused by what the consensus is with this team. What's the consensus on, okay, how are you going to go out there and be able to uh, – uh, um, or what do you have to go out there and show to be able to be put in a solid position? What do you have to go out there and show to be able to be put in a number two position? Because the Travis Gibson situation, Terrell Lewis may be a little different, but the Travis Gibson situation, it, it, it played itself out. They said it would they said today one they did say Travis Gibson never asked for a trade so at least that's a question answered they did say that Travis Gibson never asked for a trade said that uh, he never came to Ryan Ryan Pohl said he never came to him and asked could he should he be traded could he be traded uh uh was it time for him to get up out of there but they said it's a scheme fit issue 
And that's where I have my issue. Because what scheme fit? 4-3-3-4, yes, your responsibilities changed slightly. But Travis Gibson's responsibility is to get to the quarterback. It's not like he was a stand-up linebacker in a 3-4. He was a guy that was rushing to the quarterback with his hand in the dirt. He was a guy that wanted to get to the quarterback, and he started that stance with his hand in the dirt. So what about that has changed, right? Like, what changes from that going to a 4-3? What changes from that going to, from 3-4 to 4-3, being able to get to the quarterback with the one, and I get it, right? If you're running them with the twos, with the threes, I almost could have dealt with it, right? If he just couldn't hack it with the ones, but we never even got to see him with the one. I almost could have dealt with it if it was a, we're going to keep him here. We're not going to do this. But he couldn't even get to that point. So, ton of question marks on that for me. Um, and, and the fact that it was a scheme fit issue, major questions for me. Because what, what scheme changes what he's going to be able to do? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's more help, right? Maybe maybe it's him getting more help and he had less help last season. I hope that he, I wish him nothing but success. I hope he's able to go out there. Uh, I think the number one question on everybody's mind from today, though, is the Trent Taylor signing. Trent Taylor is on this roster, right? Trent Taylor is a punt returner. So now we're bringing in another name to go in and be the replacement for Bayless Jones eventually, right? No, Bears fans still want to argue me down. How could you say that? Bayless has got to develop. There's so much potential in this guy. What are y'all looking at? What are we looking at? The Bears are looking elsewhere. Bears fans right now sound like the boyfriend that's naive about his girl stepping out on him, even though he can see the signs visibly in front of his face. That's how Bears fans sound right now about Bayless Jones. And, it, and it's funny because it's like all the friends can see, yo, she a thotty. She's a trollop. We sit here trying to tell you, hey, man, she's a trollop. No, nah, she got potential. Nah, she got your guy. Like, Trent Taylor's coming in here to be the veteran presence behind Tyler Scott to me. Maybe he ends up being ahead of Tyler Scott in a punt because you want somebody that's got that veteran presence back there. But, like, what, what, are, we, what are we still confused about? What are we still waiting on? What are we still – right, is Valus Jones all of a sudden going to have this breakout wide receiver year that never happened in college? Is Valus Jones going to go out there and have this wide receiver uh, go out there and all of a sudden be the, and and even this shout out Brian Williams man comments all the time appreciate the love uh uh uh, uh um but bruh, Valus on kickoffs only on kick you drafted a third overall kickoff or a third round kickoff player what else he do he's not a good wide receiver he's not a good punt returner he just does kickoffs you missed. That's bad. It's the weirdest thing in the world to me, bro. 
the love that this guy is absorbed around the city and how people are just holding on to him just like oh my god like I, you you got to put him here you can't put him there like like bro like the bears are telling you that this guy's not good enough why because they just went out and signed another punt returner Another guy who, when the ball goes up in the air, he does this and it stays in his arms. Another guy, Travis Homer, still here. Tyler Scott looks like he's pretty good at it in that last game. I get it. We want all of our draft picks to pan out. We want all of our draft picks to turn into these great. I get it. You don't want to miss. And the worst, the number one thing about Chicago is, and again, right, here's the thing. Back to the standpoint of, uh, 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 back to the standpoint of the, the, the dude that's sitting there with the girl that he doesn't want to let go of, even though she's out here trolloping around. We so scared that Bayless is going to go somewhere else and all of a sudden he's going to turn into a punt returner and he's going to burn us in a game and he's going to return a kickoff for a touchdown that wins whatever team the game is. That's what we're scared of, right? That's what, that's what everybody's worried about. All the fan base is worried about what everyone's concerned about. I'm not worried about that. If Vay I hope Vayles, I wish him nothing but success. I hope he goes on to be a dominant player. But we have to be realistic about what the Chicago Bears are setting themselves up for. They're not setting themselves up with this many kick return guys or punt return guys to keep a guy on the roster that literally can't do anything else. Now, if maybe all of a sudden, right, he comes out and he starts showing out in the wide receiver area, he has done a good job in training camp in that wide receiver area, so it'd be good to see him do that. Maybe. But at the end of the day, we're still sitting here having the same conversation about Bayless Jones months after a punt, a muffed punt, that cost you a game. And Muggs don't want to let go of him. Come on, dog. What are we talking about here? Hey, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We're going to keep this thing moving along. A lot of, lot of question marks coming out of this. A lot of question marks coming out of this uh, uh, press conference to me. I do like the waiver wire pickups. Tevin Jenkins is going to go to IR, which makes it very interesting to see where are they going to utilize Dan Feeney. I still think that the interior line is going to be the same. Dan Feeney's an interesting name. First off, great mullet game. Uh, but I, I think at the end of the day, when you look at a guy like Dan Feeney, I look at history to try and tell me what the future is going to do. I'm not saying guys can't change. I'm not saying guys can't be in the past. But the last time – or can't uh, change what their future is based on their past. But the last time we saw Dan Feeney as a long-term starting option, he was allowing 17 sacks over three seasons per PFF. Now it depends on which website you go to. I think Washington Post had it at 12. Either way, I don't want one guy giving up 12 to 17 sacks. Right? So I don't want Dan Feeney in a starter position. What I would like to see from a Dan Feeney, what I would like to see from, uh, uh, um, you know, the, the, this uh, 
move that Ryan Poles has made is to see Dan Feeney be able to come in and be a backup guard, a backup center, a backup option to a guy like Lucas Patrick, who has had a ton of injury issues since he's come here to Chicago, to a guy like Cody Whitehair, who's had, you know, he's starting to get his injury issues, even though this year it's just a hand. He's got the club at left guard. To a guy in uh, Nate Davis who, listen, I, I, I ain't even seen him. Has anybody seen him? I haven't seen him. So I like having the insurance there. I think he fits better in a backup role, but I do still think those are your starting five, right? I think you're still at Braxton Jones, left tackle. Cody White here, left guard now because Tevin Jenkins is going to IR, which means he will miss the first four weeks of the season. Ryan Poles did say he will be designated to return after those four weeks. So keep an eye out on that. That'll be four weeks. What game is that? That'll be, it's not the Chiefs game. Uh, let's see here. That would be the Washington game would be the first game where he would be eligible to come back that Thursday night in Washington. That is October 5th. So that would be, I mean, that's, that's the game to keep the, the eye on most, uh, for Tevin Jenkins right now. And you're just, Tevin's, Tevin's a huge question mark. Tevin's a huge question mark. Because Tevin Jenkins, I've, I've said this multiple times, right? Like, it's the back. The back connects to everything. Because you're trying to compensate so that you don't hurt yourself, the back connects to everything, right? Shoulder issues, lower back issues, upper back issues, leg issues. This is not usually when you see something like calf strains and calf strains in both legs. There's something going on uh, 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 as far as you're dealing with your spine telling you to sit down and relax. And both legs at the same time, and the Bears still won't tell us what's happened to them, right? I, I love the government secrets game they're playing. That's my favorite game to play. Hey, uh, what's going on with that guy? He's got, a, he's got a leg. He's got a leg. What does that mean? He's got a leg. Don't worry about it. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But again, like it's it's a situation now where Tevin Jenkins, right, he's going to be out. He's going to miss, right, like I said, that first four weeks. How are you going to set up this offensive line? I do think you're pretty much going with what we saw, except guys are going to shift. Lucas Patrick's your starting center. Lucas Patrick's your starting center. How's that going to work out? How's that going to fit? Where do, where does that turn into uh, 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 or is that going to turn into a healthy season for Lucas Patrick where he can rebuild a name for himself, a name that we thought he was going to come here and make? Because remember, you made this dra- you made this trade for him to come here and be your starting center, for him to come here and be the leader on this offensive line, for him to come here and be the best offensive lineman that you had opposite Tevin Jenkins because remember in the beginning they didn't like Tevin they didn't know if Tevin was going to be good they didn't know if Tevin was going to be healthy guess what we're still in the same situation minus the part I think that they've come to an amicable situation now as far as liking each other and different things like that but you know at the end of the day you're in a situation where you've got three offensive linemen on your line right now that you don't know if they can be healthy the one thing that I will credit Dan Feeney for being is healthy You know that he's going to be in there. He can play 15, 16 games a season. We've seen that. Braxton Jones, healthy. Darnell Wright, hopeful. He's been healthy most of his career. Basically twisted an ankle pretty much. Uh, Everyone's saying he's going to be fine week one. He'll be out there, blah, blah, blah. Nate Davis, question mark, no clue. No clue. I hope, no clue. So for me, right, the offensive line, I I like the move to go get Dan Feeney, and I just think that that's going to be a major – that's going to be a major place for of focus, right, when when you're talking about guys shifting around and different things like that because is Doug Kramer the best option at center over Lucas Patrick? Is Lucas Patrick a better guard option? Is he going to be a better guard option than Cody Whitehair maybe on the left side? Those are the things where you're coming in with your offensive line set, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some movement. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them try out a Dan Feeney in there. I wouldn't. I don't want to see those things. I think those are detriments to your team, but I wouldn't be shocked by it. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love, man. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. A lot of stuff to get to. Loving all the Bears content. The, the best part now is there's content to talk about. That's what I keep telling Muzz, man. It's like, listen, I ain't going to complain about nothing because I love being able to talk about the content. Shout out to you guys for tuning in. Let's check out some of y'all comments, man. I don't know what Lunatic in here doing. He, he basically just throwing out every negative take that he can. So I ignore half of that. Uh, B-Dog said, I think that's what Ryan made. Why Ryan made the move. You can't depend on Tevin because of his inability to remain healthy. Listen, at a minimum, your best, avi- your best ability is availability. Now, what I will say is this. The Dan Feeney thing irritates me because you trade a six-round pick, and granted, Ryan Poles is going to be able to recoup it. He's going to be able to get a six-round pick back, right? Like, I'm not worried about trading a six-round pick because I know how Ryan is. I know what he'll be able to go out there and do. He's going to be able to get a six-round pick back. 
But you trade away a six-round pick. You bring in Dan Feeney. Dan Feeney just signed with the Dolphins. This year. Beginning of this year. You could have just signed Dan Feeney. That is the only thing about this that I honestly sit here and, and, and feel irritated by. Dan Feeney was a free agent. And, and I mean, listen, he's from Orland Park. You already know how that goes. Probably wanted to go home. Probably wouldn't mind signing with the Chicago Bears this offseason. So if, if I'm upset about anything, I'm upset about that. Brian Williams, why not Gibson for Feeney? Because the Bears basically told Gibson to pack his bags and get out of here. That's pretty much what it is. That, that's that's it. I, I don't buy the BS of it's a scheme fit issue. I don't. I don't buy it. What's, what's the scheme fit issue? I get it. He didn't have a lot of sacks last season. He only had three sacks the entire last season, right? He was the number one option. I'm not sitting here telling you to send out to keep Travis Gibson as your number one option. I'm sitting here telling you that Travis Gibson can be three or four. I'm not sitting here telling you, and and it's 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 right. Like even Steve O says, Steve O said Gibson didn't want to be here. Bye bye. I wouldn't want to be here either if I'm continuously winning my reps, winning my battles, winning my fights, and I can't improve. I can't go up. He was getting to the quarterback. He was strip sacking the ball. He was doing all of that. But he was doing it versus the twos. Never got to see him move up versus the ones. If you have success, you should have opportunity. That's all I say. That's how I feel about it. Uh, Angel Shadow Official, I hear what you're saying, Pat. Cut Jenkins and put who in his place? They're not going to cut Jenkins. And, and, and I mean, honestly, it's probably going to be – you're probably going to go into the next draft. I mean, after this season, they're going to move on from him probably, I would assume so, unless he has an all-pro season after these four games. Um, but they're probably going to go into this draft and try to address it versus trying to trade him or move on from some from something else. You know what I mean? Baki says, Pat, the problem was Gibson had a really good preseason against the ones last year. We've seen how his regular season was. Well, listen, I'm not telling you that preseason is going to be the end-all be-all. What I'm saying is the opportunity was there. Last year, he was the there, there was there was nothing but opportunity. Right? That's all you had. He had no choice. You had you had him. You had nobody else. If you think Travis Gibson can't be good as a three or a four defensive end on your team, I, I don't know. Right? Like, like, that's the more confusing one. That's more confusing to me than Terrell Lewis. One preseason game really made you all forget Gibson was invisible the last two years. Well, two years ago, he had seven sacks, so I don't know if I'd call that invisible. Last season, he struggled. 
but I thought we could get back to the guy who was able to get seven sacks if he's not the two, if he's the the three or the four, which he is on this team. Right? If he if he's, you know, behind Demarcus Walker, behind Yannick Ngakwe, behind uh uh, uh one of these younger rookies that, that to me give me Zach Pickens over uh uh Demarcus Walker or not Demarcus Walker over uh, Dominique Robinson any day right now, right? Like we're holding on to these guys, we're we're asking questions because oh, he's got the potential to grow. Yeah, I mean. Baki, the question is, does he get paid like a second or third pass rusher? Oh, I don't listen, probably not. But that's a down-the-road issue. That's a down-the-road issue. I'd have utilized them this year and then let them walk. If you're going to let them walk, let them walk. But they basically said, we don't want you here. We don't need you here. You're not going to make the team, blah, blah, blah. It, it is what it is. I can move past. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, we can find another Travis Gibson. We can find another Terrell Lewis. We can. We probably just did, if we're being 100% honest. We'll probably be talking about Khalid, uh, 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 um, what that boy last name is, Khalid Kramer, uh, uh, next season, right, as one of the guys that we want to keep around because he's shown so much promise. Like, that's how this always goes, Khalid Kareem. That's how this always goes. We're sitting here at the end of the year, right? We find defensive linemen like most teams find running backs. So I'm not worried about how it's going to end up, how it's going to be a defensive line. Like at the end of the day, we're going to be able to rush the pass of this season. You got Yannick Ngakwe, you've got Demarcus Walker, you still have your two young guys in the middle, and you got Justin Jones and Andrew Billings, who I think are going to do a pretty good job at denting the pocket. But the question is still there for me, right? Like I, I, I personally left Ryan Pohl's press conference with more questions than answers. I did. They talked about the practice situation and doing some self-reflecting over there. And, you know, what 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 is what is it going to – what are the Bears going to be able to do as far as uh, – uh, I'm sorry, why, why are all the injuries popping up and why are, why are they dealing with so many in practice? So we're going to self-reflect this year. Okay. So are you saying that Matt Eberflus practice is too hard? Well, if that's the case, why do we got all these soft tissue injuries that we're not playing through? I get it. Preseason training camp, all of that. I'm just trying to figure out what are we self-reflecting on? Because the H in hits principle is, hu is hustle. <laughs> the H in hits principle is hustle. That's a major part of the hits principle. Hustle usually brings in guys that end up getting dinged up. Let's keep this thing moving along, man. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Let's jump into a little bit of a different topic. I do want to talk about this. I want to talk about this with uh, because I think that, listen, I know the running back conversation. I am on the opposite side of where a lot of people are, but I think I'm on the right side of where the NFL is when I say running backs are a dime a dozen. You can go out there. You can find running backs. Oh, can I find another Saquon Barkley? Probably not, but I can find two guys that do what he does in one. Right, I can I I can make that work. I can figure that out. The Jonathan Taylor situation to me has gotten to a point where you might need to talk about the NFL stepping in because now the Indianapolis Colts, because they can't get a trade for him, are placing him on the PUP list. And we know it. And everyone knows it. 
Everybody in the league knows it. We're just okay with them basically giving him a four-game suspension for him saying that if you guys don't want to pay me, trade me. Because that's what this is. He cannot return until week five. You're giving him a four-week. He's told you, I'm healthy. I can play. I can go. There's no health concerns for me. I don't have the – how are we manipulating the injury report like this? How are we okay with manipulating the injury report like this? Like, am I crazy for this? Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Does the NFL need to step in? I think this might be a sit. Very rarely do I want to see Roger Goodell step into anything. But this might be a situation where you need to you need to come in and say, hey, listen, like, I, I don't know uh, uh, what's going on there, but this is not acceptable. Because you're basically just you, you, you're putting this guy on a shelf. Because you don't like how his attitude is. That, that's crazy. Is he going to be a black ball guy? Is that where we're heading towards here? Lamont says, LOL, is Chris Jones on the pup? I think he is. I actually think they did put Chris Jones on the pup. Same reason. But Chris Jones is literally saying, I'm not going to play for you if you don't pay me. Jonathan Taylor ain't saying that. Jonathan Taylor's just saying, trade me. He's saying, hey, get me up out of here. I don't want to be here no more. And then they're setting the capital so high on this guy. Like, they're literally sitting here with the uh, – uh, um, they're literally sitting here with the I'm going to take my ball and go home mentality, and, and you can't do anything about it. That's crazy to me. Now, I don't know if it affects anything this season. I don't know if they can affect anything moving forward, but the fact that – you're literally taking four games from this guy, which guess what? I'm sure there's some contract incentives that he's not going to meet now because of it. I'm sure there's some money that he's going to miss on outside of just what he gets paid. Right? I'm sure of that. It's just, I don't know. That's a weird situation to me. I feel like if you're... If if him saying I want to be paid and you basically coming out and saying I, I'll never pay a running back what you're talking about getting paid, blah, blah, blah. That's Jim Ursay, right? And then all of a sudden on the flip side of it, you're talking about not even basically setting the capital so high that no one will trade for him. The packages that came in that probably offered you decent capital, but not crazy capital, not a first round pick. You reject all of those. So you're going to keep them. And then you put them on the PUP and he's healthy. Now, if he's not healthy, if it comes out like his ankle is literally like shattered or something like that, because that's what they basically are going out there and saying, he's got a messed up ankle. He can't run on it. He can't play. And he's sitting here telling you, I can do it. I drop a video. I ain't gonna lie to you. Drop a video, run on it, drop a Lonzo ball video. 
drop a Lonzo Ball video on some, hey, I'm coming back. Like, I don't, don't believe the hype. Drew Taylor is yet to pass a physical since he underwent arthroscopic surgery debridement in January. Procedure is essentially to clean up scar tissue, any bone fragments left from high ankle sprains. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I, I, I think it got to a point where, like, I'm listen, on paper, everything will look fine. But I also think that it's to a point where they're like, nah, this ain't it. You're not going to speak out against us. You're not going to talk crazy to us. Fail them. <laughs> Steve-O said, I'll be petty and drop a video on another team's shirt. <laughs> it just, you just got a Miami jersey on doing squats on the ankle. Godric, how can, a, how can the Colts say they're really interested in trading Taylor without saying they're not really interested in trading Taylor? I think you do it the way you did. They did it just like the Bulls did with the Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, all of these guys, right? Hey, okay, we're willing to trade Zach Levine. All right, what's the price? We want a young player. Uh, we want multiple first-round picks. We want uh, uh, a role player, and then we want cash considerations. Well, why would I send you that? You won't. That's why. If you send me that, you're a moron. But if you offer that, you can have Zach Levine. Right? Like, that's what the Colts did here with Jonathan Taylor. And it's just wild because it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what's, what's the game plan here? You got a young quarterback. And Anthony Richardson, who absolutely could benefit from having that go-to piece in his backfield. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Kenny, Pat, you don't play, you don't pay running backs. Also, Pat, the coach should have given dude with a bum ankle 20 million a year. You never heard me say that. So I don't know where you found that. You, you've never heard me say anything about paying a running back. I didn't say that you should pay Jonathan Taylor. See, that's the part where mugs just be running, just be going to the keyboard to try and click something. That mug doing swipe text on the next tail, sitting there trying to catch up. <laughs> you ain't never heard me say pay a running back I got five running backs in all of NFL history that I don't even think about throwing money to and even then think about I don't believe in paying running back I agree in theory with what Jim Ursay said I don't agree in how Jim Ursay is going about it I agree with what Jim Mersey said. I don't agree with how Jim Mersey is going about it. There's a certain way to do this. Jonathan Taylor, if, if he says he can go and you're not allowing him on the field, but he says he's working out, but you won't let him do things with the Colts, and then all of a sudden, right, he's coming back, and he's like, hey, like I, I'm ready to go. Nope. But it's all because it's 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 you know the back and forth all that. Like I I don't I don't believe in that. I don't like that. Come to me with hey listen, 
You can get on the field. We'll try and find a trade partner. If we don't find a trade partner, you're going to play here. I don't know. That's just me. I agree. You don't give running backs $20 million a year. What I don't agree with is taking money out of people's pockets by cutting their incentives, cutting their, you know what I mean? Like cut, cutting their, uh, 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 um, what's it called, right? Cut, cutting their options to go out there and, and be able to meet their in-season goals by four games. Because I think if he never says anything, we see Jonathan Taylor on the field. We see Jonathan Taylor running. That's just me, though. V-Dog says he's right but didn't have to say it publicly. No, I'm not even mad at him for saying it publicly. I'm not. I'm really not. I'd rather you be honest. Hey, listen, y'all going to come here. This is how much you're going to make. This is how much we're going to play you. You're going to be able to take care of your families, and you'll be good to go. The Bears basically said it publicly. Ryan Paul said there's a set price that you have for each position. He offered David Montgomery $6 million. It felt like David Montgomery was a leader in this locker room. $6 million. That's, that's probably your cap on running backs. Guess what? I love the fact that Roshan Johnson is here. I hope that he becomes this all-pro back. I hope that he becomes a dominant player. But in four years, guess what we're going to be saying? The same thing we said to Jordan Howard. The same thing we said to David Montgomery. The same thing that we said to, you know, like how, how far back y'all want me to go? Welcome to the NFL, where the last all-pro running back to win a Super Bowl was in 1999. You go find me Marshall Falk. I'll pay him some money. I got money for him. Walter Payton, I got money for him. Barry Sanders, a Adrian Peterson, Derrick Henry, I got money for them. But what I don't like is you're minimizing how these guys can make money based on the money that you've already agreed to with. So that's just me, man. That's just me. Um, outside of that, I mean, listen. Ton of waiver claims coming. Bailey Zappi's coming back on the Patriots, uh, Patriots uh, practice squad. I know a bunch of people were looking at that, trying to see if uh, maybe the Bears would bring him in as the third string. I think Peterman is probably coming back as our practice squad QB. You want to have that that veteran presence in the room. You want to have that uh, um, the uh, 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 what, what's it called? You want to have that guy that could sit there and and teach the young guys how how to do something or how to prepare for something, especially now with Ty Jim, Tyson Bajent there as well. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. The interesting one didn't uh, didn't Will Lutz end up getting let go? Will Lutz was an interesting one. Didn't he have one of the coldest plays? He, he, was, he was decent last year, wasn't he? I don't know about that one. Levante said they'll eliminate the position altogether. They'll never eliminate it. You want to know why? Because there'll be a bunch of young guys that will come behind them in that position and say, I'll take $3 million to run the football. 
I'll take $5 million to run the football. I'll take $6 million to run the football. The running back position is not going anywhere. They utilize it. They It's run heavy. Problem is there's too many. Guess what? Like, it's weird that this is the only thing that we have this issue with, right? Like, if the in the NBA, right, like, if I've got a plethora of something at a position and I, on the free agent market that year, nobody goes crazy when it's like, oh, snap, like they paid everybody a, kind of a cheap market value because I didn't need it or there was enough or I could go somewhere else to get it. Right? We saw this in baseball, what, four years ago when everybody's losing their mind? Now, granted, that money's still different, but. You know what I mean? And it's not because the position itself is meaningless. It's because the value of everything else has gone up. The value of every other position that keeps guys safe has gone up. That's the problem. Baki said, Baki said, we know Sam must forgot, let go, so I'm good. I talked to Ravens fans. It's legit. Took them two practices to say, nope, he ain't it. I told y'all, bro. But us sitting there, listen, Olin Cruz can come run up on me if he wants to. It is what it is. I ain't got no lockers for you to stuff me in over here. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't go down without a fight, but I'm probably going to lose. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but, look, he's bad. He's bad. He's awful. He's terrible. He's bad. He's not good. Sam Mustford shouldn't have been back on an NFL team. He's not an NFL center. That's just the end of it. We can like him. We can rock with him. You know what I mean, I don't know him as a person. Might be a great guy. He's not a good NFL center. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us. I'm going to get up out of here, man. I uh, got a lot more to do. Got a lot more shows to do. Uh, but I love it. I love where we're heading. I love how these shows are going. I love everything that we're doing here at The Breeze. I appreciate you guys for showing love and rocking with us. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We have so much more content coming you guys' way. Y'all stay safe out of Chicago. One love. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.